So think about any 14-year-old going to high school. What are some things you think a 14 to an 18-year-old in high school should be taught so they're ready for the real world? Is it chemistry? Is it biology? Is it physics? When's the last time you used those three things, unless if that's the industry you're a part of? Today, I'm going to talk to you about 15 things that school won't teach you. So imagine the school's got four years, right, to inject a certain mindset in you so when you leave high school, you can win and excel in life. What are some things you would teach? This would be the 15 things I would teach. So number one would be how to sell. Now, why how to sell? Because I believe everything you do in life has to do with selling and persuading. The woman you date, the job you get, the interview when you have to persuade your boss to give you a job or asking for a promotion or wanting to get a scholarship, all of that have to do with selling. So imagine if there's a course where kids go to all year long and they learn how to sell back and forth. Sell me this, sell me that. How would you sell this? How would you sell that? How would you sell real estate? How Imagine there's a training for that at 14 years old, what life would look like if 14-year-olds learn how to sell. Number two is taxes, how taxes work. Now, why would we teach taxes? Because you got to show taxes to show here's who pays the fewest amount of taxes, entrepreneurs. Why? Because they create jobs, so they have more write-offs. This is where you pay the most. This is where you pay the least. This is where you have to pay no matter what. You got federal, you got state, you got, you know, local level, you got, you know, different kind of health taxes, all, the, all of these taxes, and then state taxes, this state's lower, that state's lower. It's preparing the kid to say, huh, when I'm 18 years old, if I go to school, I wouldn't mind going to that state, I wouldn't mind going to the state, or if I run for, what if I love this place, I don't want to leave this place, I wouldn't mind trying to contribute to figure out a way to improve the taxes. If I want to get a career going, it's better off for me to make this kind of money. There's no surprises, I'm paying taxes, and a lot of kids in high school get their first job, so they're going to pay taxes anyways, so imagine if they're going to learn how taxes work. Number three, how to lead, why how to lead. In every situation a kid is involved in, there's going to be an opportunity to lead. In a fight, in a position where somebody's about to backstab another, backstab another person, in a position where someone's about to do drugs, someone's about to sell drugs, somebody, anything that happens where there's a bad situation, imagine if every kid is saying, listen, the world needs more leaders. You give examples of 50 leaders. Here's the trials they had. Here's the challenges they faced. Here's what they had, the options, the choices they had. Here's how they overcame it. And guess what? History looks at them in this way. This is what this person was thinking about. 19 qualities of leadership. You give them four or five books to read during that semester or year it is, and you study certain personalities. Leadership. In everything they do, people are going to be learning how to lead or needing to learn how to lead. Number four, how money works. Whether you like it or not, most kids come out of high school right off the bat, the first thing they get is a what? A credit card. And they max it out, somebody like me, $49,000 in debt, and then I have to try to pay this off, takes me years to pay it off, gives me a setback. What if somebody would have taught me about credit cards? Nobody sat me down teaching about credit cards and you know, saying, hey, here's what you gotta look at. Interest rates is this, here's how this works, here's how this credit card works, here's how mutual fund works. Of course, there's some of that being taught in school right now, but I'm not, not at those levels. Or if you get lucky and have a great teacher, if you got an average teacher, they're not teaching you this stuff. Number five, how to negotiate. Different than how to sell, is how to negotiate. I teach my kids very early on how to negotiate. I'll go in there and I'll say, hey, uh, uh, dad, can I watch a movie tonight? I said, why, why do you deserve to watch a movie? Well, earlier you asked me to do this, yesterday I did this, and quite frankly, my grades have come up, and I'm making my shots better, and the other day I did this, and I think I deserve to watch a movie today. Okay, fine, you make sense, fair enough, you're able to watch a movie. Everything becomes a negotiation, so they're learning from a young age on how to negotiate because I know for the rest of their lives they're gonna have to negotiate so kids can benefit a lot from negotiation. Number six, 
how to start a business. Obviously, this is America or whatever country you're watching this from. But in America, you know, we believe in free enterprise, capitalistic society, which means the benefit goes to the business owner. Right now, today, the news came out that Elon Musk is officially the richest man in the world. He just passed up Bezos. They're two entrepreneurs. And if you turn on the TV, you watch the news, you read an article, you go on social, you're going to see the two faces of Elon Musk with Tesla and Jeff Bezos with Amazon. What if we took a semester to teach kids and inspire them? Hey, listen, I don't know if this is for you or not, entrepreneurship or not, but if you were to ever start a business, here's what to think about. What if every high school asked every kid to start a business and go out there and make $500 to get an A? You know, if you make $500, it's a B, you know, $1,000, it's an A, $250. What if we ran a class like that, that here's a product, go sell it, come back, see what you can do. And there's got to be a way where you measure it, where it doesn't just say kid's name is Bobby Jones and everything, everybody that bought every product from Bobby Jones Sr., Bobby Jones this. Other people have to go sell to other people. What if a course was set up for people to work together as a team and start a business together? What if that happened? What if that's how they were judged? What if that's how they got their grades? Imagine the possibilities of a kid that did that. Number seven, how to think for yourself. And the reason why I think it's how to think for yourself is peer pressure. You're going to go through a lot of peer pressure. Hey, smoke this, drink this, you know, sniff this, do this, take this. Take that up. Take your pants. Everything is peer pressure. You know, everything is, hey, let's go in and take this. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. What if we teach how to think for yourself? Yeah, that's what they're doing. But here's where you got to learn how to think for yourself. And this goes with how to lead. What if you start saying this stuff? Here's what you're going to be facing. Over the next two, four years, as you go into high school, here's what's going to happen to you. you know, someone's going to offer you drugs. Someone's going to offer you how to sell them. Someone's going to offer you this. Someone's going to offer you this. Someone's going to offer you this. And then you open it up. So, Johnny, how do you handle this? So, guys, how would you handle this? And you let them talk. And one person jokes, if somebody offers me somebody smoke, I say, <laughs> give me a hit. You already know that kid's probably smoking or joking. You're learning about kids, right, what they're doing. But you're educating them how to handle the pressure that they're going to be dealing with. I was 25, 26 years old. A director of psychology for Glendale High School, Sandra Bays, invited me to work with a class. It was five classes that I went through, and I have the videos till today. And I sat with them for a six-month period. Every week I would go to them, and one of the things we would talk about was, tell me your biggest peer pressure. What's the biggest thing you deal with? You would be amazed what these 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, who they gave me the worst, the troubled kids, where they had the whole stuff on their ankles, 14-year-old girl that's pregnant. They gave me the worst, the most troubled teenagers at 14, 15, 16. I had them saying, see what you can do with the director of psychology that sat there with me the entire time as a way of me being held accountable. We went through it. You would be amazed how much pressure these kids have today. More than what I went through 26, 16 years ago when I was sitting down with these kids. Way more than ever before. But we're not talking about it. Just kind of like, well, yeah, it's okay. Let them use the phones. Let them go through this stuff. They don't, want, they, they don't talk about it unless somebody creates a safe place for them to be willing to talk about. Number eight, how to process issues. A problem-solving formula. Hey, when this happens in your life, use this system. So, Johnny, let's just say you're in a situation where this breaks out or something like this happens. How do you use this formula for processing issues in this scenario? Uh... Number one, I would do this, okay. Number two, I would, oh, I would do this, okay. Why don't you, you know, crowdsource it with your peers? What would you guys do together in group number A or group number D? I would probably, yeah, I would, would you, blah, 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 blah. yeah, we would do this. Oh, it's perfect. What, what would you guys, oh, no, we would do this, great. So what is the most optimum, you know, situation on how to solve this problem and process issues? Then we come out with it, great. 
Team B, you get 50 points. What if that was that kind of an environment in a high school? It'd be so much fun to be thinking about. So what do you think about what happened yesterday in election? Hey, what do you think what happened yesterday with the Capitol Hill? You know, how do you think those people that were there, what do you think the FBI should be doing? What do you think happening with sports? What do you think is going on with politics? What do you think what's going on with this? What do you think what happened with the economy? And you open it up. How can we solve that problem? How would you solve the problem of taxes? How would you solve the problem of homelessness in California? How would you do it? What would be the right way? How would you... Can you imagine if these kids are thinking about this stuff from 14 to 18 years old? Not later on, from 14 to 18. Let's have a system for solving problems. Number nine, how to make millions. Why not? Why not have a, uh, you know, have a make million? Now watch this. Imagine if a school, high school, if you got 4,000 kids, that means you got 8,000 8, parents, right? Mom and dad. If you got 4,000 kids, 8,000 parents, Odds are there are some parents that are successful. Now, what if you incentivize the parents to come in to say they're going to give you eight hours per year? What if you got 10 parents that agree, 20 people that agree? What if you got 40 people that agree? 40 times eight hours over a year, that's 320 hours. Kids are going through the class and each of them teaches their own method of how they run a business and how they make millions. How did you do it? Well, here's, you know, one or two ways to do it. We got involved in this business. You ever seen that guy on, I think it's like uh, uh, TikTok where he goes around saying, hey, you got a nice car, how'd you make your money? Hey, you got a nice car, how'd you make, you know that one guy, I don't know the guy's name, but I see it on Instagram. How'd you make your money? How'd you make your money? Today is going to be John Doe's father is here and he runs a dry cleaning business. Everybody, John's father runs a very successful business. business. Please give it up for Mr. Jones and Mr. Doe. Hi, everybody. Great. So let me kind of give you an idea how I got into the dry cleaning business. I got out of school. I started working at dry cleaning. All of a sudden, the owner wanted to sell me a location. I bought it. I became a general manager. I bought 20% into it, and now I have nine of them. And these nine locations bring us this many. We have 43 employees. And here's what worked for us when it comes down to business. So what I would tell you is before thinking about going through a business is a 10-step process. What if these kids are learning how to make millions at that age? Now, here's what's going to happen. Out of 30 kids in a classroom, guess what? Half of them are not going to pay any attention. The other half is going to be like, huh, it's pretty interesting. I like it. This is something I'd want to do. I wouldn't mind making millions dry cleaning. Not for me. Next father. I run real estate. I like this. I don't like real estate. Next guy. I run a dealership. Really? How do I get into the dealership? Next one. I'm a dentist. I got six dentists that work for me. But their mind is going and saying, this is who I'm connected with, and they can ask questions, right? It's different than watching content here because you can't ask me questions, but you can ask me questions if I'm in a classroom and I'm touching you. We're going through it together and we're speaking about it. Number 10, how to marry and how to date. It's a big topic. It's something that a lot of people struggle with. No one gives you a manual to it. No one tells you how to date. No one tells you what to look for. First thing you look for when you're dating, what was the first thing you look for when you date? You're like, oh my gosh, look at her. You know, she looks good. And you got, hey, hey, can you? And then boom, you start dating. You're holding hands. Then you kiss. Then you know what? Then they're third base. Like, oh my God. You have no clue what you're going through. There's not a manual. Most boys don't, to their, don't talk to their mom and dad or daughters don't talk to their parents. But what if there's a safe place? Guys, when you're dating, how should you date? What do you think you should do when you're dating? What do you look for? Who's looking for this? What's the wrong person to date? Why wouldn't you? Is everybody good for you? Is somebody good for everybody? Why should you get married? What's a good age to get married? What if you ask these kids these questions and they start talking? And they're saying, well, I don't make marriage. Screw marriage. Ha, 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 ha. Really? Tell me why. You don't want to get married. Why don't you want to get married? Okay, that makes sense. How about who wants to get married? Who doesn't want to get married? And you bring people, parents that volunteer and get them involved so they see what their kids are doing. Here's what works for us. We've been married for 28 years. Here's what worked for me. I made married for 22 years. 
I'm on my second marriage. First one didn't work yet. Second one, me and my wife been together for 15 years. Let me tell you what mistakes I made in the first one. Let me tell you what I did right on the second one. Oh, wow. It's pretty open. Interesting conversation. I'm learning from Jackie's father. That was great. How to marry and how to date. Number 11. Number 11 is how to vote. Yeah, obviously nowadays when you think about how to vote, if you say the wrong name, God forbid, something's going to happen to you. Say, I voted for Trump. I voted for Biden. I voted for this. But actually, how do you vote? So why is your voice matter? Locally, right? State-wise, national, you know, president, governor, congressman, senate, mayor. Why? Why does your vote matter? Does really my vote count? I'm only one person. I'm going to be 18 years old. No one cares about my voice. Yes, so you give to teach them the history of voting. Here's what's happened. Here's what's worked. Here's the power you have. You can voice your opinion. These are other countries that don't have the right that we have. You give them the how to vote. Number 12, how to parent. Why do you teach kids early on how to parent? Because it's a thing that they can start thinking about right now very early on. They can say, well, this is what I'm going to be doing for parenting right when I'm raising my own kids. But it's a very important topic early. Number 13, conflict resolution because you're going to be facing conflicts in everything you do. Date, family, you know, peers, friends, teachers, professors, coaches, teammates on the sports team. No matter what, what if they took one full year on conflict resolution and the kids learn how to handle conflict resolution? Do you know what would happen if they're learning this, if they're learning how to process issues, if they're learning how to lead? Put them all together. You develop in future leaders of this country. Number 14, and number 14, we got objective view on politics. How would you do this? Very simple. A very confident Republican who doesn't judge the opposing side and a very confident Democrat who doesn't judge the opposing side, and a very confident independent. You bring them up, and you let them debate. You let them hash it out, and you let the kids listen to it, and they make a decision for themselves. It's not for me. It's for me. Great, I like it. I don't like it. And, you know, I was talking to somebody that said in, in, in uh, Oxford University in India uh, uh, that they went to school. One of the things that they did is the fact that you learn debate, but the first thing about debating your position of your topic, step number one is you got to learn the other person's position on their topics before you can debate your position. What if we taught, taught them, you know, 15 basic rules on debating? Respect the other person's opinion. Not everyone's going to agree with you. This isn't about you being right 100% of the time. What if we taught some of that stuff? You think we'd be fighting the way, the way we are right now, not falling for all the division that's taking place around the country with media? We wouldn't fall for that. And last but not least, which is very important, is how to deal with failure and how to lose. You know, this is something where you, you would say, well, why wouldn't we teach people how to win? You know, why teach them how to lose? Why, why teach them about a heartbreak? Why teach them about how to get fired and how how to handle rejection, because it's part of life, it's going to happen. And obviously, you cannot teach people how to lose without teaching people how to win. You know, you don't, when you win, you don't put it in the other person's face. You say, hey, listen, they really enjoyed it, boom, you move on. There's certain cultures that you go through, certain criterias of winning and losing that you're teaching to the audience, students, and they're sitting there saying, so you mean to tell me I'm going to lose in life? Bobby, you're going to have certain times that you're going to lose. Now, don't get me wrong. The spirit of competition is a very healthy spirit to have. you got to give your best. There's nothing worse than losing knowing you could have given better effort. There's nothing more painful than knowing you could have beaten your opponent, but you didn't give your best. You were casual. You were not working. You were not developing yourself. The other kids came up, and they outworked you, and they took your victory away from you. So if you lose without giving your best effort, what if we give our best effort so when you lose, you know you have nothing to worry about because you know the amount of hours and dedication you put into you getting better at this, you simply lost to a better opponent. Now you got to figure out a way to come back, get better, so you can beat the opponent the next time you face them. What if school taught these 15 things? What do, you, what do you think would happen if a school started teaching these things? 
You got four years with a 14-year-old to teach him these things. Yes, chemistry is needed. Yes, you know, yes, biology is needed. I'm not undermining history or, you know, government. I'm not undermining any of that stuff. But I'm going to use all of these 15 things. I'm probably not going to use all of those classes that are taught in high school. These I am. These will develop leaders. Those is just memorization. Oh, I got a memorization, CPCTC, congruent parts of congruent triangles are congruent. This stuff is going to be tactics and strategies that will stay here for the rest of my life. Having said this, if you watch this video, I got another video I want you to watch. It's called Every University's Worst Nightmare. If you've not watched it, click over here to watch that video. And if you've not subscribed to the channel, please do. So thanks for watching, everybody. Take care.